and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Oh, there, back again. So I don't, Hello. Know, don't know what song that's from. It sounds like an R&B song. Sing dun, it. Dun, back again. Dun, 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 back again. I don't know. Mm, just repeat it. Oh, hey. That's a song. That's a different song. I know the one. You, that's that's Just whoop, mash them there together. Very DJ Konski of you. Oh, damn. Back again. If you know what, if you're listening and you know what song that is, please let us know. Uh, yes. Hit up our socials because that's going to plague my mind. Nick and now. Jules. Oh, speaking of the socials, we had a few bites on what did you hide from the real estate this morning? Oh, yeah. A lot of dodgy people out there. <laughs> hey. If they have seven cats and they need to hide with a window cracked in the car opposite their house mm. for the inspection, they can do that. Well, actually, I, I say dodgy. I guess technically it's dodgy, but it's mm. a lot like in movies where there's the resistance, the alliance, the, the force where it's like, because the, the real estate agents, the landlords, they're, they govern these places with a set of rules that are not necessarily fair and in the renter's favor. Yes, a single sheet of paper. Have you got any pets? Tick. Describe. Yeah. That really rules your life, doesn't it? I'm such a goody two-shoes. I couldn't, I couldn't lie on it. Couldn't do it. Any way you can get one over then, we're happy to hear them when you tell us what you're hiding from the real estate agent. Uh, I take us over to Egypt. Mm. Very rarely will we get educational on this show, but a big discovery made in Cairo in wow. Egypt. If you're a fan of mummies. Yes. Well, not mummies, mummified people. Uh-huh. That'll be a little bit of a learned experience for you <laughs> later on in the podcast. I if we had the budget to go there. Yeah, so cool. Live the show done live from Cairo. It was so thoughtful. I can't believe Mel said yes to that. Yeah, I know. Big boss Mel. Um, also, I talk about how my partner will try to surprise his mum for a big milestone, sixtieth birthday. Completely backfired. Much to my amusement and to yours, hopefully, when you hear the story. On the run sheet, I'm just looking at it, Jules. It says happy birthday ruined. Now, I don't mm. think it necessarily ruined it. Like she's still. Having a birthday. Because in the con exactly, in the context of the story, and this will make sense once mm. you hear it, but she was none the wiser. No. If she hadn't heard the story, her birthday wouldn't have changed. She came home, this is an exclusive for you podcast listeners. She came home, a little bit tipsy, and was like, ha, that's funny. Exactly. If anything, it, maybe it made her day. It's, a, it's like a free little present. Here's a funny little story yep. for your birthday. Yeah. So uh, Peter, my partner's probably very unamused though. Trying to do a nice deed, but anyway. That's life for you. Hey, Good enjoy the podcast. Welcome to your Monday. Woo! Yeah, hey, I'm going to do some early learning, by the way. I'm going to sort of take you to oh, history class. Really, Dad? Like, no, it hasn't even started yet. I think this is interesting, Jules. Very rarely will you find me trying to educate people on this show. But this, <laughs> I think, is interesting. Egyptologists have uncovered what they believe to be the oldest mummy in Cairo, Egypt. 4,300 years old. It was found at the bottom of a 15-metre shaft. Jeez. In a little, in a tomb of uh, limestone and mortar. Gross. 4,300 years old. That's old. It's crazy. They're very excited because they're like, oh, we didn't know they were doing it this long ago. Yeah. Like, I assume it's a few thousand years, but, you know, I don't really think that much about, about those things. Whenever I think of mummies, I just think of yeah. uh, teenagers doing half-assed Halloween costumes yes. wearing toilet paper. You I haven't don't really thought think of about... anything. Quick, jump to the novelty store, get exactly. yourself some wrap. Yep. Um, bad news for these Egyptologists out of Egypt, though, Jules, mm. because... I also read, after reading that they'd made this massive discovery, mm. that uh, museums and Egyptologists in the UK are looking to prevent and ban the use of the word mummy. But how do we refer to them? You've got to find another way, Jules, because... <laughs> what am I supposed to say instead of mummy? That's well, what I've been told to say. Uh, a spokesperson for the National Museums of Scotland has said, well, we know that the name of an individual, we use that, so if, like, if, it's, if it was King Tut, we'll call it King Tut, but otherwise... They refer to anyone as a mummy. 
And that could be a man, woman, boy, girl, or person, or sometimes even cats. But but isn't it short for like mummified? Like that's too yeah. long a word. And they're like, but no, it's too gendered. Oh, <laughs> now, but mummy's cute. It's like I don't think about if it's male or female. No, I think if, I just am like, oh, it takes away from the creepy factor. I'm like, all right. <laughs> If I, if I think of something as a mummy, I'm like, oh, that's that's quite sweet. I, mm. I try not to think of the uh, mummified corpse hidden underneath a few layers of bandages. No, no, you think of yourself as a child and looking up and, hello, mummy. Generally, yes, that's my mother. Generally speaking, uh, these days when we cancel words and we say, hey, we don't say that anymore, we say this or we don't. I, I'm pretty on board with a lot of them because I do understand mm. that these are like older words and they might offend some groups. Yes. But banning the word mummy. Yep. Uh, like I guess we might be offending mothers, maybe. Totally, but like, what maybe. are these? Pe- what are these Scientologists or whatever they're called, oh. what, archaeologists? What are they going to do? Like, okay, so they go around to every tomb. So this was a chick. This was a, like, sort what? of. So Is they that li- the lift up, lift up the bandage, see what they're hiding <laughs> underneath, and go, oh, that's actually a daddy. That one. Even after all this time, wow. Louis Capaldi and Nick. With your 20 minutes to seven on your Monday morning, if that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. I actually thought that was relatively intern. Can I just get a quick? Do a quick survey of the uh, studio here. Uh, Jules, still with us? Everyone listening? Producer Matt seems to be giving me. I'm seeing a thumbs up from producer Matt. You tried. It is Nick and Jules. Um, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. My partner. My yeah. partner Peter, he um he did a sweet thing or tried to do a sweet thing for his mum mm. for her 60th birthday celebrations on the weekend. Nice big milestone. Huge, and so he's feeling the pressure. Um, but fortunately, it was taken off a little bit by his uh, his mum's girlfriends. So they were planning a bit of a dinner. That's nice. So that way you can sort of you can always. It's good to tag along to something that's already <laughs> been planned. Well, unfortunately, he couldn't tag along because he was working that night. Okay, so not that good of a son. <laughs> He's a muso, uh, so he's a singer and he's a guitarist. He had a, a pub gig already booked in advance. So he was actually getting paid? He was getting paid. Good for him. But That's she was going to have a great night out with her girlfriends. Okay, so, so far, win-win. All right, no issues. He thought he was going to be so clever uh-huh. and create the perfect surprise for her. He knew where the girlfriends were going to take mum Okay. For, for the dinner, for the restaurant. So he was like, okay. I know all the musos around town. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to reach out to the owner of the restaurant too, mm. and I'm going to arrange a surprise birthday celebration. So he worded up the muso that was playing at that restaurant and said, hey, can you just you know, sing happy birthday at about 8 o'clock at night? And okay. you know, this is the name. And the owner was like, yeah, absolutely, anything for your mum. It's a big milestone. We're even going to throw in a cake. That's very sweet. That's so very good. generous. So far, so good. I, so don't, I, good. I just don't see... I mean, obviously, we're talking about it, so something's obviously gone awry. Yeah. So he's continuing along with his night. He's playing at his gig. His mum's out enjoying her night. And all of a sudden, it gets to the time where they're singing happy birthday. Mm. Everyone's singing along. Everyone on the tables. The crowd's looking around. No one's reacting as though it's their birthday. Everyone's going, who are we singing hip hip to? I can... I see. Where is she? The owner's panicking. The cake's coming out. The candles are lit. Is it a different name? We're quickly texting Peter going, is it Sandy? Is it Michelle? Where, you know, what table is she at? Turns out she didn't go there. Yeah, wrong wrong restaurant, hey? The friends actually said to, to the birthday girl that they were going to this place as a decoy so they'd have something more, I guess, lavish. What's the point of a decoy birthday <laughs> restaurant? That's... So Peter looks like an absolute tool and he's messaging the owners and saying, I'm so sorry, it was a change of plans. I wasn't even worded up. Uh, she went somewhere else. Uh. So, um, yeah, he didn't get a text back from that place. I don't think he can rely on any gigs from that restaurant anytime soon. No, not at all. Um, what's Peter's mum's name? Deb. 
Deb, uh, big happy birthday to Deb. Today's her actual 60th. <laughs> yes. I hope you're hearing this and you're not listening to Triple M right now. <laughs> 131060. What are you hiding from the real estate? Yes. Uh, I know a girl that hit a pole dancing pole from her landlord. A lot of effort every inspection to yeah. hide that thing. Having to dismantle a load-bearing pole effectively. <laughs> That's hard yeah. stuff. And I hid for two years a carpet burn. Goodness, Jules. I was thinking about this one during the break. In an old share house that I had, we had a dartboard, but it was up on like a plaster wall. So we had to spend a lot of time with like, they'd put like this weird carpet poster over the dartboard when the landlord would come yep. to hide all the holes in the wall. Oh. And the missed shots. Yeah. Oh, and there were plenty of them. Let's head to the phones <laughs> right now. 13, 10, 60. We've got Jared from Shep. Jared, what are you hiding, mate? Good morning, guys. So I actually had uh, a couple of years ago, had a share house and I fell asleep on the couch with a cigarette in the ashtray. <laughs> it actually fell out, out of the ashtray onto the carpet and burnt the full length of the cigarette on into the carpet. Sure. They're the worst. You can't fix the carpet burns, <laughs> can you? No, you, you can't fix the carpet <laughs> burns. So what I did was I placed about three or four strategically placed mats all around the unit so <laughs> that the landlord wouldn't just see one and think, yep. mm, that's oh. a bit weird. There's multiple on the floor. So it's obviously just yeah. a bit of wear and tear. So he's looking after the place. Well, that's me. clever. That's actually, yeah, it's become a style choice at the end yes. of the day. That's Expensive good. Expensive exercise, mm, though. Appreciate the call there, Jared. 131060, keep them rolling. Jess, also from Shep. Jess, what are you hiding from your real estate agent? Oh, hey, guys. Um, I actually have one cat, but I have, the real estate thinks I have one cat, okay. but I have four cats. Oh. Four? <laughs> and I have to, I have to, we also have a enclosure for them down the side <laughs> of the house. She never, she, and they can access it through the bathroom window, but she never like goes out down mm. the side and she. She just looks out in the main bad bit of the yard. Yeah, cats aren't the most disciplined of creatures, too. So if you tell them, guys, we've got a rental inspection, right. you need to disperse. So you've built onto the house. You've effectively installed a granny unit, a, well, gra- a granny flat for the back for the cats. It's just the thing that slots into the window, so it's not, like, attached to anything. But is it the point, Jess, where if a real estate agent knew about it, they would probably be less than stoked, or what do you reckon? Probably, I don't know, because you meant to, well, I think once you get over two cats, people think you're weird and crazy. And- <laughs> no, not at, absolutely not at all, Jess. Going to just sort of bring your dial down there a little bit and move on, but appreciate the call. Nick, a huge night tonight. Kicking off, we have a current affair back on telly and a brand new host for season 2023, Ali Langdon. She's here with us. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I can't believe it's tonight. Yeah, <laughs> how does it feel? Like my brain for so long. It's like the first day of school at a new job. Yeah. How how are the nerves at the moment? You're right. Yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. Sure. If I'm perfectly honest, I mean, we've been filming for the last couple of weeks, and we've been travelling around the country, which has been great. Um, but I think there's just something about stepping into that chair, sitting in that chair tonight, knowing who's sat in it previously. Yes, 17 that, um, years of Tracy Grimshaw. Has she um, passed on any words of advice giving over the baton? She's been amazing. Yes, she has. And her, her advice is be real, be authentic and listen to your audience. Um, so, yeah, it was really nice. And even in the lead up to, to sort of taking the job and talking to her a bit to, about it and sort of asking her different questions, she said, look, you know, if it becomes your show, you kind of steer it where you want to where you want the show to go and um don't be afraid to do that but just always listen to the audience as you do it so then you know, there's no you don't come in and think oh gee i'm going to change the show and it's going to be different because the show is already amazing 
Um, but she said, you put your own stamp on it and everyone who sat in that chair has in some way. So you just work out what that looks like and, and press ahead. Yeah, absolutely. We're keeping our fingers crossed for a good run back. There is that little pressure there of obviously sitting on what Tracy has been for so long. When you came in, is there a bit of, do I make this? Like, obviously, she's given you a bit of a blessing to transform it, but do you kind of want to make it your own quickly or is it you sort of don't want to rock the boat because they've had a good thing going for so long? Yeah, I, I think it would be incredibly disrespectful to come in and say you're going to change it. I mean, I love the show and I always have and, and what it stands for and and I, I think the, the difference is with each host you is, is your role. Um, so what I've loved is, um, I mean, last three years on Today's Show, which has been amazing, but part of me has missed my days being on the road with 60 Minutes. So I sort of feel like it's kind of combining those two in a way and that's what I've really loved the last couple of weeks just being out on the road and filming stories again now um, some stories Ali have been honestly memorable over the years of ACA um, and we have put together a little bit of a guess the ACA headline just from to get Tracy you, get you pumped up that's and right so oh, I like this let's Good. see Ali can you fill in the blank of this story All right, here we go now here's a sentence I never thought I'd say it's the five-year battle over almost one million over one million watt. What is the five-year battle of one million watt, Ali? Oh. Yeah, keep in mind, it's not necessarily something important. <laughs> I, I think I remember most of Trace's big yarn. You've been um, studying hard, yes. Right, well, here, here it is for you. Now, here's a sentence I never thought I'd say. It's the five-year battle over almost one million condoms. Dustin says they're missing and wants the transport company that was storing them to pay for a million more. So that might be a story you follow up on if Dustin did, in fact, get them back from the storage company. I feel like that's worth a follow, isn't it? Um, anyway, consider that one done. You'll, you'll see an update on that Hard story uh, in the next we, month or so. Before we let you go, Ali, we've got one more for you. This is one that we got. We had like a lot that Jules has given me, but this is the one that I found the funniest. Here we go. Family and friends travelled long distances to be at great-grandmother Margaret Locke's funeral. Turns out it wasn't it wasn't quite what what wouldn't you want a funeral to be i suppose um what was that one put you on gosh the spot. you guys are good mm. well tracy you guys good. are very good <laughs> what's the answer writer. i don't want to i don't want to guess it and get it wrong oh so here we go family and friends traveled long distances to be at great grandmother margaret Locke's funeral turns out it wasn't margaret in the casket mm. One of the- <gasps> a mix-up. A mix-up. That's up. right. A mix-up. <laughs> As oh you do. Gosh. They were very apologetic, the funeral company. The funeral parlor. As, yep, yep, as you'd have yep, to be. Yep. Look, do not feel bad about not getting those out because it is day one. It is exciting to be there. We are going to be watching it on our screens tonight. Uh, go well and good luck and have fun. Make it, make it your own. Thank you. I think that is great advice. We, we will have fun and it's going to be a great adventure ahead and really lovely to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Have a great morning, Ali. Bye. We are heading back to school today. There are plenty of things that have been left unattended since we were back at school many, many weeks ago. Hit the phones right now. Let's go to Jake from Mildura. Jake, mate, what was left in the uh, what was left in the school lunch bag? The bag? The backpack. You know what I mean. Oh, guys, it's kind of embarrassing. I must have been, oh, I don't know, maybe about 12 or so. And mm-hmm. you know when you knock off school the last day of the year, you go home, you kick your feet up, you get into the Xbox, you're on the Call of Duty or whatever you used to play back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you chuck the school bag down. It wouldn't have been till what, six or eight weeks later, whenever we went back. Mm. And I, you know, the night before school, I'm going, all right, better get my school bag sorted. Mum's going, you know, get rid of your old books and all that sort of stuff. And I'm a bit of a 
bit of a slob, really. So everything. Well, to be fair, back that. you're in high school, like you That's know, right. primary school. You're, you're quite young. Everyone is at that point, right? Yeah, I suppose I'm only human. That's what I kept telling him. I was like, Mom, literally everyone does the exact same thing. <laughs> and that's when I hit the lunchbox. And I hadn't seen this thing since, you know, the last day of school. Mm. And it just smelled disgusting. And keep in mind, the whole holidays, I was going, oh, something in my room kind of smells off. But, you know, I'm a teenage boy. I'm thinking, you, didn't, you didn't question it. There's it a lot, could be there's multiple no. things. Yeah, there's a lot of things we don't <laughs> want to question coming from the room. Fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Who knows what's in there? I crack open the lunchbox and there's this disgusting moldy ham sandwich. It's got like maggots growing no, inside I... it. Mm. Was, oh, mm. it's so embarrassing. And I can't believe I even, I even, I'm even telling you guys and the mm. entire Victoria. But, was there a discussion um, with, uh, with the family afterwards? Oh, absolutely not. I tried to sneak this out to the bin as quickly as I could around the side gate into the into the outside bin. No one said a word. Hmm. I probably told mum maybe five years later. And I was like, well, this works out perfectly, to be honest. Well, you got away with it. There's no harm, no foul. That's right. No. What does it matter? Except for the maggots. Well, yeah, the maggots are there, but they probably, with, you know, without Jake, they wouldn't have come into this world. So that really, true. sort of a messiah <laughs> situation. A Beautiful. Jake, thanks for the call, mate. Thanks, guys. Well, let's keep the phones rolling. 13, 10, 60 now. Christy from Wangaratta. Tell us, Christy, what was left in the backpack? I have five boys, but my youngest is 14, and I found, like, 10 mouldy sandwiches. Uh, another case of sandwiches. Also, yeah, is that a week's worth of lunches, or is he just a big, growing boy? No, he just chooses not to eat sandwiches at school. He <laughs> eats his snacks and um, fruit and that, but, and goes to the canteen as well. But hmm. Eat a sandwich at home, no worries, but he won't eat a sandwich at school. Christy. And I said, so what do you do with your other sandwiches? He goes, I just throw them in the bin. I go, well, why didn't you do it with these ones? He goes, I forgot. What was in the sandwiches, Christy? Um, some of them had salad. Some of them had, like, this Vegemite and cheese. Depends on what he wanted. Like, this He's got variety. He's got nothing to complain about, Christy. He's got variety to him. I know. That's right. You were trying to cater to every different thing. So was there a punishment for him, Christy? Um... No, <laughs> I know I should have, but I'm too kind of a mum. That's all right. Just the thing is, just don't make him sandwiches in future if it keeps happening. It's that's easy. Right. I'm not he even a parent, and I know that's how we do it. <laughs> Christy, thanks for the call. Nick, when you think inheritances, uh, there's probably some certain things that spring to mind, like jewelry, jewelry, or maybe houses and stuff like that. Yeah, there's the classic things that you're going to get on the will. Yes, that you're, you're hoping to get at least. Have you ever heard of? An inheritance or someone being handed down something? I think when my my grandparents on my mum's side, yeah. when they passed, they, I mean, they passed the, the family house down. Mm. But then because it was five of them, they're like, well, let's just sell it and split the cash. True. Because also no one wants to look after the house. Yes. It is a, it's, it's a hard one, you know, when you, you are saddled with a, a burden, effectively. Well, a burden indeed for a man named Sid from Sydney. Sid from Sydney. Great. Very <laughs> original this. from the parents there. Okay. <laughs> He moved him into a new house and found that the previous tenants had left 10 guinea pigs behind. Mm. Yep. And for those that have experienced guinea pigs, you know that uh, the males tend to get a little bit frisky sometimes. <laughs> he couldn't separate the two oh. in, in the pen. Got himself a slutty guinea pig. All right. To the point where in just under a year, they went from 10 to 80 guinea pigs in his backyard. Well, no, that this is this is poor from Sid. It's not Sid's fault. He was doing his best. I don't it's not that hard to separate guinea pigs. They're not that big. Well, they put them in separate fast. boxes. And then, you know, it's hard to tell them apart sometimes and he was labeling different things and he was like, "All right, well, all the males over here, all the females." And then eventually they were jumping the fences and the enclosures that he was putting together. They're breeding. It got out of hand. Mm. He has now had to retire from his day job. 
and become look after them. A guinea pig farmer. He's become a content creator of these guinea pigs. So yeah. He's you know made made his content off all the socials to the point where he now has to spend fourteen thousand dollars a year on food and upkeep of these guinea pigs. I just don't think that they're worth that. No. He's effectively inherited annually $14,000 of debt. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I, guy... um, Look, I, I love animals, mm. but there is a hierarchy to what I care about. Like if you inherited dogs, that's one thing. But yeah. inheriting, they're effectively a, a well-dressed rat. Can't you just, I don't know, surely there's a concept called desexing that could apply to these guinea pigs? Can you desex a guinea pig? I feel like they're too small. If you chop it off, that's half the guinea pig, isn't it? Potentially. Well, maybe I... it was too late for them. But either way, thoughts and prayers for Sid and Sydney. Oh, my God. What a rough one. <laughs> Awful. You should have checked the house before you go in to get those guinea pigs as well. <laughs> and Jules, a very annoying start to the weekend for me. Fr- oh. Friday afternoon. You know how when sometimes if you use PayPass on your credit cards or your debit cards, how mm. it pings your phone and goes, oh, 6.24 spent at Woolworths. Such yes. and such spent at the servo. Yep, yep, um, yep. I had that, but I kept kept coming up and kept coming up. And I was like, well, I'm not, clearly not, I'm at home. I'm not using my credit card. Oh, that's, so someone's spending money on your card? Yeah, my card details got stolen. They were being oh. used in Sydney. Oh, no. Which is annoying, but you know, you can put a lock on the card straight oh, away good. so people stop spending. But that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part was me having to make the call to the bank and the conversation that ensued afterwards. So I get on with them and I said to them, oh, hey, I've had my car details stolen, I assume. I've had a bunch of money taken and used. By the time I got onto it, it was like 400, 500 bucks. Oh, geez. Very annoying way to start the weekend. Very, very quick thieves. Yeah. Oh, fast, fast moving thieves. You know, credit to them maybe. I don't know. Top of their game. <laughs> uh, as I'm talking to the person on uh, the bank online, uh, on the phone rather, they're saying, okay, which, which account was it linked to? And I'm like, oh, it's this one. Now, the thing is, because on, on, with online banking, you can name the accounts. Yeah. The, the, the default name, Jules, might be like uh, everyday savings account. Yeah, yeah. Regular savings account. Yeah. Spending. Makes sense. It's practical. For me, I've renamed them just to be just a little bit of a joke. A little bit yep. of a joke for me. Just okay. to, you know, give myself a little bit of a, oh, that's funny. It's Naughty a, words in there? Not really. So my the, my everyday spending account's called Man About Town. Because <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm doing my everyday spending, that's what I am, Jules. I'm a man about town. Mm, with your shopping trolley. It's beautiful. My... Uh, savings account, Jules, is yep. called Rich. Hmm, I can't say that word. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rich Witch Fund. Oh, yep. Except mm-hmm. it's not Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my savings account. Great. And my credit card. My credit card was the one that had the details stolen. Oh. And as a joke, again, just for me, purely because I think it's funny, my credit card is called Daddy's Credit Card. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it's funny to pretend to be a little rich boy who has daddy's credit card. <laughs> Someone's funding my lifestyle. Yeah. And so I said to them, yeah, it's this account. And they go, sorry, it's the it's the one called daddy's credit card? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so daddy's credit card's been, had, had money stolen from me. Mm, yes, mm-hmm, it's daddy's credit mm-hmm, card, guys. Yep. I don't know. I can't spell it out any further. Daddy's credit card what has been stolen. What sort of person are you talking to on the line? Just a very mild-mannered, middle-aged woman. Yeah, She's yeah, like, daddy's yeah. credit card? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And she goes, well, is it, I don't you know, is this a shared account? Is this actually your daddy's? It's like, no, it's not, first, it's not my daddy's. It, I am daddy. I'm daddy. I am funding myself. This is a joke for me, lady. Yes. And she's like, okay. She's but clearly she could, not getting it. Couldn't wrap her head around the fact that I've just made a dumb joke. Oh, she's no. She's like, okay, well, do we need, do we need to get, is it like your actual daddy? Like, is it your father or is it kind of like. Have you, you got sh- some issues here you need to resolve? Do you share it with a partner maybe? And you refer to them as daddy? I'm like, no. Jeez, this is no. like a therapy session online on, on the weird. phone that you hadn't even paid for. I know. It was very bizarre. Very embarrassing to have daddy's credit card found out. So I decided ultimately it was just easy to let the thieves have the account. <laughs> <laughs> they can spend it as much as they want. <laughs> 
That was the Nick and Jules podcast.